When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California. Still, this is the Knapsack Files, and I'm Ken Knapsack, and we're going to take a look ahead at 2015 and maybe a peek back. At 2014 on this mini-sode, uh, as we get the year started and I let you guys know about some cool things that are going to be happening on this podcast feed right here. And uh, just taking a look back on the year. I'm not one for uh, New Year's resolutions, but I'm also not one of those people that's not for New Year's resolutions. I, I like the demarcation of time. I like looking back. I get very solemn and somber on my birthdays. Let's, let's, who are we kidding? Let's be honest. I get somber and solemn on almost any occasion that I find uh, the opportunity to. But uh, I love the new year. I do like uh, the new year for me. My day job for the last 16 years, uh, the December, mid-November to December is kind of the prime time of my job. I work long days, one one day, actually two days uh, this year. I worked for 31 straight hours, uh, a lot of 12, 10, and 16-hour days. And during that whole time, I'm not bragging, kids. I'm not the rock. But during that whole time, I still have to come home and uh, write the news for the Schmoes, produce the Schmoes podcast, produce Jedi lines produced uh, knapsack files when I can and uh, also uh, try to live a normal life uh, which means I just uh, do a lot of things alone Um, try to stay in shape which is impossible in December and then also try to write by the way I'm a writer I I moved here to be in comedy and and writing I really haven't dedicated myself that to that in the last two three years as I got back into uh, broadcasting or digital broadcasting as I like to say Uh, and, and that's probably my true passion for sure, but I, I have a lot of writing yet to do and a lot of success I need to find in that arena, and I'd like to publicly apologize to my writing partner, my friend and writing partner, my fop, Matt Key, because I, uh, I've i been a, uh, a writing partner in absence, uh, though he spent a lot of time last year uh, applying his trade at the Groundlings in Sunday Company, and I'm very proud of the success he achieved there. So we kind of took, basically, Matt and I have taken two years off as, as, as a writing team, and we need to get back to it, so that's one of my goals. But anyways, my point being, I'm damn busy at work, and I get home, and I get damn busy at my real career, um, which is probably why I uh, still don't have a uh, long-term outlook on uh, relationships or children. I can't comprehend that right now because I just, I don't have the time and I don't allow myself the time to be quite honest because I got a lot left to accomplish as I get older and I am getting older. Um, I went home for the holidays, uh, a delayed Christmas and uh, my mom was kind enough to point out the uh, gray in my brow, uh, which is, uh, makes me distinguish, but that didn't make me feel old. I've actually, my first gray hair was in my early twenties uh, gray hair doesn't make me feel old at all. Um, but uh, what does make, does make me feel old is the other day uh, I realized that I uh, view women in their 30s as young looking. 
and quite frankly, they are, but at 30, I'm only 38 years old. But uh, when your brain just kind of subconsciously switches into that mode, uh, that means uh, I am closer to being the age of the men in the Viagra commercials than I am to the young, virile 22-year-old I still sometimes think I am, uh, which is why I should probably apologize to the young women I meet in my life. I, When I meet a nice uh, 23-year-old uh, girl and I find myself kind of flirting with her, I have to realize, oh, I literally am almost her father's age um and and so i realized that yesterday makes me feel old anyways i'm rambling and this is going to be a promise not going to be a long uh, episode of the napsock files here it's just a standalone me talking to you episode uh, i'm looking again again the demarcation of time is something i do take seriously i come out of the holidays tired exhausted Time to get back to the grind, and usually that time is January 2nd, and so it'd be easy to say that I'm here uh, doing, uh, you know, taking up New Year's resolutions. I'm not, uh, but I'm not against that. Gosh, that took me four minutes to explain that. I, I need to maybe shut up more. This is what you do when you put a microphone in front of a person who's been talking in a microphone since he was literally two or three years old. Like God, which reminds me, I should unearth those tapes that my father and I did. It's funny, as you get older, you kind of come back to what you uh, wanted to do, what your heart wanted to do when you were young. I, I talked about there was some of my other friends, some of the things that you find when you're young daydreaming about or, or even doing. Maybe, maybe it's making a Super 8 film back in the day, and you go and you try all these other things, and next thing you know, you're, you're in mid-20s and you're making films, and you think, oh, well, yeah, that was what I was supposed to do. For me, uh, improv and comedy and writing and all that stuff's been at play in my whole life, but uh, broadcasting or talking into a microphone, communicating like this, and not perfectly by, by any means, but doing it has is, is been in my heart since I was young because my father used to take uh, his uh, reel-to-reel uh, and, and, and recording devices back then. I was born in the 70s. And uh, we used, he used to sit down and we used to improv stories into the microphone. And there's I at some point obtained, obtained the tapes. And in moving, I think I've lost them or misplaced them. I'm sure I have them still, but i got to find them. Um, and, and I will... I will play them as an exclusive to the Knapsack Files listening audience. But my point being, my love of improv and comedy probably was ingrained in me early on because some of my early memories uh, are my father and I sitting with a microphone, making up a story, making voices, plot, characters, twists and turns, all that things into a microphone. And then as I got a little bit older, 10, 11, 12 age range, I remember I had a little uh, plastic boom box. Look it up, kids. And it was like a, a maybe like a Fisher-Price type I don't know, but you could record, you could put a tape in, had a built-in microphone, and you can record. So what did I used to do? I used to have my own show. It was like a fix-it show, if I recall. Not that I, which is funny because, excuse me, it's funny because I'm not even handy. I can't change my own oil. I don't have the patience for it. I think I once fixed a, a flusher in a toilet at work, and I was very proud of myself. Um, and that's about it. If, if things break, I have to call somebody. But uh, um, as a kid, for some reason, I liked the idea of having a fix-it show. And I'd sit there in my living room. Um, again, I think I was no more than 10, and I would um, have a show, and then I would need guests. So often my, my younger sister, four years younger than me, I'd interview her. Uh, I don't know where those tapes are. I don't think they exist. I haven't heard them since I did them. Um, but so that's, that's it. Then you move ahead in time. And uh, about uh, 12, 13, when I had a bigger boombox and an actual microphone and a separate cassette AM, FM radio cassette 
uh, alarm clock combo. I would record my own radio shows, including playing music. So I'd hold my microphone to the cassette uh, speaker and I'd play an oldies song. I was big into the oldies. It was my first go around with uh, my love affair with music was oldies. And I'd you know, here's here's Procol Harum's Whiter Shade of Pale. That's right, because I was 12 into Procol Harum. And I, I'd play that, and then I'd do uh, spots in between and have, it, it, you know, intros, outros, stingers, the whole thing. I'd create my own guests. I, I may have mentioned this on a show before on the Knapsack Files, but I'd sit there. I'd take a, uh, like a tube from an empty paper towel tube, and I'd put it up to the microphone, and I'd be like, uh, I'm your producer, Ken. This is your producer in the booth. And I'd, I'd run these old shows, and I would sit there in my room, and that's what I did. I didn't have a social life. I didn't, uh, you know, go out and play. I, I tried to play baseball, but what was funny is at the time, I had fun doing these shows in my room, and I was running, and I was playing them to myself, by the way. I wasn't releasing these to anybody. And these were, I'd be doing do them for myself, and I'd lay them, play them back, and occasionally I think I'd let some people listen to them, some friends. Um I do a special show. Uh, I remember one of my friends, uh, Nathan Smith, in, in high school, or, or ninth grade, yeah, moved away. And he was like my best friend at the time. And he moved away to Denver, just outside Denver. And I made a special show for him with some songs and this and that. I played uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel's I Am The Rock because uh, that was my song. At 14 years old, that was my theme song. I, I Am A Rock. I, I, I'm an island. Uh, an island never cries. All the rock never cries, whatever the lyrics. I'm glad I kind of forgot them. Uh, it's a dark song for, to be obsessed with at 14. But I'd play that, and I let it, he played it on the ride up. His, his mom and sister listened to it, and uh, and I remember getting a message, uh, a, a letter, a handwritten letter that they enjoyed it, and it was emotional and, and that. So I've been doing that kind of thing. Occasionally I go to my friend Eric's Eric Essen's house, and, and we record some shows, and when the adults came over for a party, we'd, we, we'd record in our room, and then we'd kind of sneak a tape deck out and a speaker, and we'd play play the uh, show we just recorded for all the parents and they'd sit around and enter, um, you know, act amused or were amused. So even then, as I want, my dream in life is to be a baseball player, but I was doing this. I was broadcasting in my room. So then I, I wanted to be a baseball player. That failed. I couldn't hit a curveball. I wasn't an athlete. I know baseball. I know baseball better than just about anybody out there who's not in the game professionally. But I just couldn't play the game. So I wanted to be an announcer. I was going to go to Syracuse and I was going to learn to be a baseball broadcaster. And hi, welcome to the Albuquerque Duke Stadium. What's going to do that? Some things happened, uh, some themes in my life that also started early were fear. Fear leads to Anger, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Thanks, Yoda. Um, I would. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I was afraid to go. The idea of growing, going cross country to Syracuse, New York, to learn to broadcast, and the effort they would take, and all that stuff. I just self conscious pulled back. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't go. I probably. Who knows? In another life, I might be on ESPN calling baseball games. Now I don't know. Um, but. Uh, I concentrated on th- those type of things. I concentrated on, on, on things I, I maybe shouldn't have done. But then high school ends and you stumble here and there, do a UHF television show, meet the two local morning DJs, intern for them. Next thing you know, at 19, 18, 19 years old, I'm broadcasting. I'm on the radio, not college radio. I'm on an actual reporting station, report a station that reports to the record companies. It's an official stadium a station, FCC license. I have to report all the things. It's a real radio station, kids. Uh, not college radio. Not that college radio is bad, but I, I started straight there, 
and actually started, did six months for a micro-powered station, uh, Charlie Goodman Station, 88.9, in Grover Beach, Pismo Beach area of uh, California, my hometown. So there at 18, 19 years old, I'm doing radio. Then by 20, I'm doing the morning show by myself because John Mackey, my program director slash morning show host slash boss, uh, left, moved to another career. And um, the last thing he did, like like Admiral Global pushing Lisa Hayes into the eject safety pod in the last episode of Robotech, pushing her to safety Mackie pushed me into the pilot seat so to speak of the radio show and for a good year uh, with uh, Matt Donovan Maddie D who's been on this show several times we had our own radio show then I became the graveyard uh, overnight DJ and all that kind of stuff that story's kind of been told before on on the air here but my point being at 22 uh, I'm laid off and my broadcast uh, broadcast career seemingly is over, and I move on, move to California, I move to Hollywood to pursue my dreams of being on Saturday Night Live and the Groundlings and and, and stand up comedy eventually and and screenwriting and all that stuff. And and not that I couldn't do it, not that I didn't have some success in that arena and all that stuff, but I left what I wanted to do. I left I left that all behind at 22 years of age. I left at two years of age, at eight, nine, ten years of age. You look back at this age I am now, and I ain't old. I get it. But at 38, you feel it a little bit more. You start thinking, you start getting a little, uh, little kind of laser focus on what you should be doing. And uh, this is where my passion is, and I want to keep it going. And it, it came back when I joined the Schmoes No Podcast crew. I will forever forever be thankful to Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis for letting me come on and uh, do the news, which was something I'd done at the rock station back when I was 19 years old. And uh, to refine my passion, I was against podcasting when it kind of broke and became this thing because it just, to me, wasn't real radio. And in many ways, it's, believe me, let me tell you something, podcasting and radio are almost completely different things there's talking and there's microphones and there's audience um but even live podcasts let me tell you something even live podcasts are are entirely different from doing radio radio is the purest form of of uh, that medium i believe of broadcasting um but uh to get back to it has been exciting. It's been fun. It's been challenging. Um, I have my own personal demons to battle, not just oppression, but a little bit of apathy. And again, that fear. So it took me a while. I had the equipment, the original equipment, which is not as a great sounding equipment, but I had it um, in my possession months before I started the Knapsack Files back in spring of, of 2013. And I had, uh, you know, post-it notes, start podcast, start podcast. And, and I just couldn't get myself to do it. Again, the no one's going to listen, no one's going to care, and why am I doing this? And I do it. And look, I have a humble show. It's been fun. Uh, the, the 2014, the Knapsack Files did grow. And believe me, there's a long way to go, but I'm thankful for the, the amount of listeners that I, I have now. If I have one person out there listening who's someone I don't know or someone who doesn't have to contractually listen because they're my family or my friends, um, not that my friends listen, um, you know, if I have one person, a stranger that I'm reaching, uh, that's m- more than enough for me to keep going. But uh, I want to see it grow. But, uh, but uh, you know, who knows what will come with the Knapsack Files. It's just kind of my own little vanity project. That, and you guys have come along for the journey. And you guys have let me um, kind of play along with some formats. And you've let me go dark. 
you've let me confess and 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 you've let me uh dig into my friend's psyche and and i'm so blessed the reason i finally said about i i didn't know what i wanted to do on air and me and my friend tim powers uh, tried some different things to to see what work and we still think one day we're going to come up with something and a schedule that, that tim powers and i can broadcast together but uh um i i didn't know what i wanted to do with the knapsack files the knapsack files was a uh, generic name it's still not my favorite name but it was what i had called my uh writing column on the schmoesno.com website way back in like 2009 2010 uh before the the podcast started i actually wrote for the schmoesno website every once in a while as a segment called the knapsack files so it just seemed yeah let's do it it's not an original um name by any means but it's it stuck and and um here it is, and I've never really known what the show's going to be. I've always grown up, I was always a little fascinated with the uh, Tom Snyders and Charlie Rose and some of those, just uh, Dick Cavett even, believe it or not. The guys are just interviewed, and, and it wasn't about promotion, and it wasn't about uh, always entertaining, though a podcast should be entertaining, and a lot of amateur podcasts out there, or amateur broadcasters, forget the point that even a show that's just guys talking and joking around under the microphone needs to be some form of, of structured entertainment even freeform structured freeform entertainment but uh, i digress um so uh, this year in 2013 was a great start but this year past year 2014 uh i had some episodes i'm really proud of some interviews i'm really proud of i'm most proud of the the episode uh me and dr gary ventimiglia did on depression because depression at the time the robin williams suicide uh, had come had put depression into the national conversation and it's something that's near and dear to my heart because depression is wrapped around my my heart and in 2014 um I, uh, I always am open about my depression and my constant battles with it, but what I wasn't open with in 2014 too much until now or until an Instagram photo a couple of weeks ago was uh, my uh, obsession with my death and suicide returned in 2014 and my obsession with my failure returned in 2014. It returned very powerfully. Only a few people really knew what was happening. Only a few people still know what's really happening. And, and um, it's been kind of a 2014 was a great year on paper for me. But 2014 is also the year I'll remember that I, uh, that I got to a really, really dark and uncomfortable spot again. And I'm coming out of it, I hope. And that's that's the problem is that it's always going to be a battle and you can't forget that, any kind of uh, addiction. I believe I, I am sort of addicted to depression and addicted to apathy. Um, it's going to be a constant battle. And that was what, uh, I, as I, I've said on other forums and other, maybe other shows, like I, personally, uh, uh, Robin Williams wasn't my comedian of choice. It's Steve Martin, but I... I tragic his death as a family man and a husband that was tragic to watch but for me personally what was tough to deal with and, and comprehend with the robin williams thing was this is the guy who had battled his demons for so long and seemingly defeated it but you you never really defeat it it's a constant battle and you have to you have to remain a watch on that tower to make sure that these things don't return it is an effort and 2014 uh i'm not i i, I want to make it clear i wasn't close to actually pulling anything uh, uh and ending it i, I want to be clear and honest and open and candid but but this year i struggled immensely more than i let people know um with some really dark thoughts so um coming out of all that and, and professionally i had a very interesting year a good year 
um, even in my day job, it was a trying year in my day job, which I don't talk about much and I won't. Um, but I, I, I got through that. And then professionally, the Schmoes No podcast was on the brink of a oblivion at the beginning of 2014. Uh, David Fickus and the Drama 3-4 Productions offices uh, were great support by giving us a temporary home. Um, but we knew it wasn't where we wanted it to be. And um, I tell you, it was, it was closer to ending than a lot of the Schmo fans might realize. And um, we got a breath of fresh air, a shot in the arm, when we moved over to Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos' uh, After Buzz TV studios. And we've been going there and phase five of the podcast and then the growth, the start of the Schmo Snow Network, which morphed, uh, interestingly, I should say, carefully, into the Popcorn Talk Network. And I uh, got the chance to do a show called Jedi Alliance with Maud Garrett and getting to know her through that show. And, and doing that show was, was great fun and something I'll always uh, cherish at the time I got to do that show. So um, we did that and, and schmoes grow, grows, schmoes no grows, and we don't know where it's going to go. I'm rambling. And if you're still listening 20 minutes into this you know, you must be drinking some great whiskey. So I'm here to announce some things looking forward. I don't know what the year is going to bring in terms of guests. I got some great people lined up. I'm pulling down. I'm pulling down some names from my past, um, who have done some interesting things in this town and have had some interesting life stories. And 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 the Knapsack Files, those type of interviews will go on. They will be there. Uh, but there's also some things I'm going to do with this feed. And I hope you guys can come along for the journey. And I hope you allow me to try something. It could fail immensely. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do, well, I'll t- and take it back. The thing that I know is going to happen because I'm recording the first episode uh, Friday night. At, I'm recording this on a Wednesday night. I don't know when you're listening to it out there. I'm not clairvoyant, you idiot. Um, why did I, did I just call fans idiots? I'm an idiot. Uh, the show that I am recording for sure, 100%, and it's not, I, its final resting place is not this podcast feed, but we're going to start it here uh, for various reasons. But it's uh, some something we've talked about in late 2014 with one of my guests, and it's something we're finally going to do. And that is, I'm proud to announce that we're going to start Alicia Malone's Film School. Alicia's Film School, I believe, will be the title. Uh, and um, no, I think it should no, I think it should be Alicia Malone's Film School because her name carries weight in, in the film critic community in my world. So uh, we are going to do Alicia Malone's Film School, as we talked about, the lovely and talented and movie genius uh, Alicia Malone is going to teach me to appreciate some of the finer movies that are out there that I've never seen. The classics, the modern classics, the important movies, movies that I have just flat out not gotten around to see for various reasons. And we're going to start that with Casablanca, uh, and that's going to come out soon. And in the format, pretty simple. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about maybe why I haven't seen it, but Alicia will lead the discussion on why I should see it and why you should see it, or if you have seen it, why we all appreciate it. And then we're going to actually watch it, and then we come back and record, uh, and we talk about my thoughts on it and analyze it, and I'm going to come out a better man for it, a better film man for it. And we're going to start that here. Alicia Malone's Film School will start on the Knapsack Files feed. Uh, you'll see it pop up if you're subscribed. If you don't want to listen to it, don't listen to it. Don't unsubscribe. Don't listen to it. 
but I think you should if you're a film fan or you're, you're a human. If you're a human or a film fan, which are often different, um, you should listen to Alicia Malone's Film School. She's going to school me well and hopefully school a lot of you out there well or just in, uh, solidify a lot of your own beliefs out there about classic movies. And I'm so excited to do it. We're going we're gonna to try to do it on maybe a one, once a month uh, schedule. That's one of the reasons we're starting it on this feed and not doing video with it or not doing a, a, a separate f- podcast feed. I have this feed going. I have a listening audience. Let's do it here is what I said, and she said absolutely, but her voice is a lot better than mine. Uh, then the other one that I'm taking a, a, a bit of a uh, uh, chance on even announcing now, I haven't fully formed the idea in my head. I, I was hoping to maybe come out of uh, winter break swinging and getting a show started already, um, but that is uh, a show called Your Week Ahead. Your Week Ahead, and it's it already has a Twitter page. You can go to Your Week Ahead at Your Week Ahead, and you will see my head on there, and follow it, and it'll, it will say coming soon, and hopefully sooner than later it will arrive. But what it is, it's going to start as a short, quick look at Your Week Ahead in the news uh and if you like what i do on the schmoes no movie podcast with movie news it's going to be similar in tone and style and maybe pacing initially and uh, we're going to see where the show goes it's going to be kind of a a work in progress it is, it is basically you know you have the daily show you have uh colbert or we did have colbert and wish him luck in his new endeavor and then um now we got uh last week tonight and we got some other stuff coming up on uh Comedy Central, and you still, for better or worse, you have Weekend Update. You have the news comedy, and that's something I like to do. But my take and what I think makes the schmoes know news work so well and what made my old music and sports news work in K-Bear 95 land back in the late 90s was I don't do a comedic take on the news. I do the news with a comedic sprinkle, and that's what I think it works. I am actually delivering the news. And just in a funny manner. I'm not necessarily always making fun of it. Uh, isn't that? I, I think it works best when it is an actual news broadcast with some jokes inside, not some jokes about the news. Uh, so that's what we're going to try with your week ahead. Hell, the title may even change. I don't know. It's just something I came up with now. It is a twist. So instead of last week, tonight, which is a look back, or the Daily Show, which is a daily look, this is kind of taking the news headlines of the week and seeing where they're going to be in the in the week ahead. We're going to have some uh, top news, some entertainment news, uh, some sports news, maybe a horoscope or two. We're going to have some fun with it. It will be fun. Uh, and eventually I'm going to be bringing some other people to help me with it, uh, hoping I can work something out with Mike Beatrice, the very talented Michael Beatrice, to um, get in on that uh, with me and uh, I don't know but it's going to start here it's going to start here on this feed soon you'll see it a separate picture will pop up much like with Alicia Malone's film school and we'll have it here and this is just going to kind of be my own little network right now while we sort things out and I charge ahead into 2015 and and try to turn my passion that I had at two years old into something and that's I think what we all should do and if you're not doing it now Start now. Find what it is. Find what you wanted to do early on. And if there's anything the national and international news headlines teach us every day is that you don't know when. You don't know when this is going to end. You don't know when the Lord's going to call you home. You just don't know. So try 
not to go to bed angry. Try to be nice to people. Try not to turn, uh, spew out rhetoric because rhetoric destroys reason. Uh, you know, try to slow down and realize we're all just human beings trying to figure it out. Uh, I don't like being in the bubble. There's Look, there's some things out there I don't like. There's some beliefs out there I don't understand. There's some points of view I don't agree with. But we are all just human beings trying to figure this out. So we're all figuring it out, and I'm going to figure it out here. And you... With life so short, you out there, find your passion and join me on this journey in 2015. Yeah, I'll battle depression through the year. Yeah, there's going to be some days I'm lazy. I've lost, a f- I think I've lost five pounds in the last week, you know what? But there's going to be a day I go to a Mexican food restaurant and have three enchiladas, a tostada, chips and salsa, and a Diet Coke, and put it all back on. And that's going to be okay. I'll lose it again. Um, come along with me for this journey. 2015 for me is a year to kind of get some things in order one of my favorite songs i discovered this year though it's a couple years older and it's talks of music by josh joplin uh, josh joplin group he has a song called uh the growing up boy and man it's it's a song that came along it's so funny sometimes again it's a it's not a new song but uh it's one of the songs that i uh found when i needed it and i always find that some of the best songs um come to you when you when you need it and this one did uh, by josh joplin and um i'm trying to get oh my gosh you shouldn't i'm typing as i'm doing this i'm so bad um but um song's called The Growing Up Boy, and the, the, I'm trying to get to the chorus here. Beg, beg with me. Um, a song, uh, I should edit this out, but guess what I'm not going to do? Edit this out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like going um, for the, uh, the journey <laughs> with you all. This is the journey right here, typing uh, frantically on um, uh, Google. I should have prepared this. I didn't know, but that's the thing. I didn't know where I was going with this song today, uh, with this podcast today. I really didn't. I really didn't. Aha, I found it. <laughs> that was the most gripping four minutes of a blab pat podcast ever. I should have done this show drunk. I'm sober. That makes this even worse. Here's the song I'm talking about, and here's my point. So I find that Josh Joplin and Josh Joplin Group, I'm a fan of him, a fan of his music, fan of the band's music. He's now solo. So he releases his album, uh, a little EP called Earth and Other Things, and on it I find this song called The Growing Up boy and here's the chorus it's a great song it's about a four minute tune but it's a it's a great song the chorus goes in the growing up boy he never grows up stunted by fear haunted by love too late to learn you've taken enough growing up boy and there's some other spectacular lyrics that hit home in the song the the, the chorus repeats about three or four times during the song but the last time it changes from the growing up boy and he never grows up stunted by fear haunted by love too late to learn you've taken enough growing up boy grow up and that is my theme for 2015 what does that mean exactly i don't know i don't set resolutions you friends um I just see when the year takes me, but I have a direction I want to go. And that's what I want to do. Find and focus my passion. I want you to do along with me. So uh, all that to say that uh, look for some new podcasts on this network. Uh, Look for more great interviews and and some more stuff with Schmozno and uh, Jedi Lions and all that stuff I I do over there. So uh, that is that. That's my journey. And uh, I'm going to take it with you. And I want to thank you all, the listening audience, for uh, following me so far. 
on the journey as I lay it all out. So uh, until next time, this is Ken Napsack. You can find me on Twitter at Ken Napsack, which also transitions over to Instagram too, under the same name, branding. And uh, we're still the Napsack Files. It does not have a Twitter feed. It's just hashtag the Napsack Files because I, I just don't want too many Twitter feeds. However, I do have the new Twitter feed for your week ahead, which you can follow now, though there's no content on it. It will say coming soon, and that's what you should do. Just click follow and wait. It'll come soon enough. And Alicia Malone's film school begins soon too here on the Napsock Files. So um, that is uh, what we got going on. Until next time, I'm Cat Napsock for the Napsock Files. We will see you. <laughs>